You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to Episode 7 of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our review of Round 3 and preview of Round 4. This episode is brought to you by... Rock, paper, scissors, red cards, ongle. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. Uh, actually, brought to you by the amazing MLS Fantasy Insider Patreon supporters. Uh, you guys are so awesome. And because of you, we are able to keep this project going. You can learn more at patreon.com slash MLSFI. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com. And tonight, I'm joined by my partners in fantasy, Belaine Riffle and Ashley Savage. We'd also like to welcome our special guest, one of our top Patreon supporters and Discord members, Patrick Smith, plus one. Again, on. It was so funny. <laughs> Lane, your yeah. your speaking first uh, has been Please. dethroned. Yeah, finally. Okay. I've been waiting for that someone so to knock funny. him off. All right. All right. Good night. I love you. <laughs> Tell him bye. Tell him good bye. night. Bye. I love your Anna shirt. Say thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, so sweet. So sweet. Well, welcome everybody in chat as well. Thanks everyone for for joining us. I know uh, Ashley couldn't make it last week because she was helping take care of the family. Nothing sick, just just uh, her husband went yeah. out of town, so just good stuff. And then Patrick is joining us tonight from uh, from down south. One of his own, Parker, was a top scorer last week in the league. Not not uh, this week in the game. That honor goes out to um let's see here i saw it a little bit ago in in fantasy let's see here sherry i think it was someone it was sherry and i can't find your tweet right now but uh you were talking great things about about uh scoring well for for this round uh, being tied for overall number one for the round and i wanted to give you a big congrats right there. If I could, ah, Shannon, there it is. Shannon. There we go. Uh, Shannon Marino on Twitter sent out the message uh, saying that tied for round rank number one. So a big congrats to you. That is that is awesome. Nice. Love love seeing members of the the MLS Fantasy Boss and Discord community uh, doing these fantastic fantastic results each round uh, speaking of that chat how are you doing here whoa look at that 115 for shannon i wish shannon did well here someplace there we go uh, we'll go through our results as we uh, move into our first segment of the night just talking about our general fantasy takeaways from this round which there are still a few there are still things to be learned but first i want to give a quick update i don't know if any of you all are looking ahead in the fantasy round schedule uh i am because i try to schedule our guests ahead of time when i'm on the ball and this month i am on the ball and i noticed that if you look to round five you'll see that there are two weeks combined together into one single round that makes it look like this absolutely massive <laughs> double game week that is not correct um in the terms and conditions for the fantasy game, it does have round five and round six separated uh, when it gives you the, the weekly split. And I confirmed with Skylar that that is just a UI bug in the schedule view of the game. So with hope, that will be corrected as we get closer to round five and round six. Uh, round five is correct. It's round. It's what would be round six that's just added in there incorrectly. So with hope, that will be 
fixed as we move into that segment. I'll keep on to him. But if anyone has looked ahead and sees that kind of oddity, um, that that's not right. As my son says, that's not right. So quick heads up right there. So let's move into our takeaways real quick. Uh, as for me, I got 76 points this week. Pretty good score. I know I've definitely seen people who who scored better, but it was enough for me to win most of my head-to-heads, not all of them. So uh, this was this was an interesting round. Some goals from individuals who we did not expect, uh, some people returning from the bench, some individuals being on the bench that we did not expect. And we're going to cover a lot of that right now. My team value has risen. I can't remember how much. I did not save my math from last week, but I'm up to 108.1 million and team value. So if you're around that point, you're around where I am. And I was pretty okay building a team this week. So I, I think it's definitely possible. Uh, so quick takeaways, of course, for me with a, a real life MLS fantasy insider derby, Cincinnati versus Seattle. I have to say, Ashley started this out firing mm-hmm. the first shots, sending me By a sending a cute picture of my family. <laughs> yes, a cute picture of her family with the comment, suck it, suck read. it read. So, mm-hmm. like, I think mm-hmm. those all cancel each other out right there. Sawyer said that instead of cheese. He said, suck it, read. That's right. Sorry. And and I waited as as the good sport that I was until the very end when Cincinnati won. And I sent Ashley <laughs> a picture of, of me throwing my son up into the air yelling, we won, we won, we won. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then a gif of me saying suck it. But uh, it was still actually a very good game fantasy-wise as well. If you've not been listening to us, uh, you know that I think I am a big fan of Barial, and I think he looked very good in this game, still very involved up the left wing, also taking set pieces, got a bit more involved in the corners, I think, that I remember him being uh, at least in, in round one. Uh, he made a lot of attacking runs that left side, so definitely uh, something more that I'll mention, and if we don't already, getting into our player pick section. Uh, Nuobodo reverted back to what I'm going to say is more of his mean here. His, his He hit four points this week. He'd been way outperforming what you would normally expect a defensive mid to be fantastic if you were looking for price rises because you definitely saw that with him again. But this is more in the range of where I think you will see him to be during most regular weeks. So uh, I know he was a, a stealth pick that uh, some of us were talking about last week. And finally, we finally saw some production from Acosta and Brit Brenner bagged another goal, uh, but he's not shooting a whole lot. It's still Vasquez who is getting the shots off four in this last round and just none of them are falling. So that's going to be interesting uh, talking points as you're trying to decide which Cincinnati attacker you want to, when you are considering a Cincinnati attacker, um, because there are some questions of how fantasy relevant Vasquez is right now, just based on that production. Uh, quickly moving on to Philadelphia versus Chicago value alert, uh, kind of bittersweet to say this, but value alert, Joe Bendick replaced Andre Blake due to a groin injury. Uh, as of my last research, when I entered 4. in 8. my 4.8, yes, 4.8 million for the budget, uh, a sub 5 million keeper uh, behind a monster defense. I don't know how long Blake is going to be out as I did my notes, but with a groin injury, it's likely going to be several weeks, uh, even if it's a light groin injury, probably out a few weeks just to make sure he recovers. So uh, potentially a a value keeper right there. And they got CCL. So keep an eye on all those things with Mm -hmm. the lineup for Philadelphia for Chicago. um, Shizos. I I think I did that. Patrick always says it right. Patrick. Patrick. Uh, Shishas. I don't. I don't know. No, it's she host. I, like I, I she swear host. you say. It. Yeah. Well, we're gonna she, go with that. She hosts. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go with she hosts. Uh, Chicago did not do fantastic. The big talking point for them is two red cards. So woof, right there for yeah. Chicago. 
but uh, he was a bonus point machine right there. So even with with that loss, he was able to generate four bonus points. He all the all the key defensive bonus points that you're looking for. So if you in the right situation, if things turn for Chicago, potentially some some good point there. His price is a little bit high, so some board results could lower his price and maybe make him a bit more of a budget value. But uh, some little mixed fantasy nuggets there for Chicago. Uh, San Jose, Colorado is one that we talked about a lot last week. Uh, people were eyeing San Jose's Daniel as a potential cheap keeper option, and that did not happen. Uh, it was uh, Markinkowski who got the start and the clean sheet. So be sure to check those lineups, especially when you're working with some of these budget keeper or Aru player options in general. Otherwise, I think we saw a lot from, from uh, San Jose as we were hoping maybe not as many goals, but very much involved with attack. Espinoza has showed why he is one of the ones that we are targeting, Lane. Uh, we had that discussion as well last week. Colorado did not give up as many as we had thought potentially could happen, which is definitely fantasy relevant there. Bryce was back, but Abu Bakar picked up an injury as well. So keep an eye on, on uh, Colorado. I've seen them in several teams this week, and we'll talk about them more later. Uh, D.C. versus Orlando, another value alert right here. Derek Williams from D.C. Uh, is a sub-6 million defender that had good bonus point production versus Orlando. Again, keep an eye on the lineups and see, but if you're still trying to make some budget work, uh, we're trying to keep an eye on some of the options that you could potentially look at. Um, Orlando has CCL, so just keep an eye on them as well. See what kind of rotations. I know a lot of us shied away from a lot of these CCL teams this week, so just keep an eye in general so we can get a bit more expectation of what we're going to see week in and week out. And then finally for me, New York City FC versus Miami. Uh, this one was maybe one of the most interesting fantasy takeaways for me of, of the round. So value alert again, uh, Luis Barraza from New York City, a sub 5 million keeper again, who earned a clean sheet. Uh, and there could be a few valuable options here for fantasy in general, especially when uh, New York City is at home. They could potentially be a better defense than maybe we had thought about. Uh, a lot of shots were generated by this team. So if you're looking for some offensive potential, again, could be some viable options here. But they did play against Miami. And uh, the only goal that was scored was an own goal. So general fantasy impressions not changed much with Miami. So take that with a grain of salt. But I, I do think maybe there are some options there for New York City FC under the right situations where they could be fantasy viable. Uh, unless you guys want to make some quick comments, we'll move on to Patrick. Hearing none, Patrick. Uh, so I did not have a good week. I had a total of two players with double digits, which mm -hmm. is just horrible. Um, ended up with 72 points, but my TV is up to 110.5, so I can actually have a little bit of freedom this week. Mm -hmm. uh, won a few head-to-heads, lost a few head-to-heads, but I did beat Ben Bear. In there you the, go. Post invitational, so I will take that one. Um, so the Charlotte and Atlanta game. I mean, first of all, we have to talk about if I can figure out the direction. Yeah, the amazing joint TIFO so that they did for Anton. Mm -hmm. Um, Charlotte, I know they're missing their starting keeper. That's not helping, but they are disorganized. Mm -hmm. I would say probably definitely a target going forward to choose against Charlotte, at least for the time being. But as far as Atlanta, is it possible 
that Pineda's system is actually taking hold now. It looks like everybody's buying into it. The attack looks better. It's not just possession ball. They're keeping possession, but being dangerous in it. Um, everything flows through Tiago Almada as it should. He's generally the best player on the field when he's out there anywhere. Um, people were worried with Rosetto being out, what would happen, but Sadich stepped in and he was a monster in the midfield that entire match. In fact, was it the first goal for Wiley? He got the initial takeaway and passed it over to Almada to pass it to Wiley. And then uh, the third goal, I noticed Robinson, who we're so happy to have back. He held up the play in the back until he saw somebody open who was Tiago Almada. When he saw that opening, he then got rid of the ball and opened up the attack for that. It's just, it finally looks like after last year's curse, Atlanta may finally be clicking. And that's before our Greek God starts getting the starts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be that'll be the time for for some maybe three-man Atlanta squads coming up here. Uh, what about Charlotte? I said they they just look completely out of it the whole game. Like most of the – you saw Wiley's two goals. You saw everybody over on the left-hand side of the field. They left the right side just completely open. They had no coverage over there, and it was just wide open to pass it over. So until they get something a little more substantial – I'd say pick against that Charlotte defense. You see attackers coming in that look decent against them, take them. Ashley, what about you? Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about mine, so I'll just let him have it. So if I can't win, I'm going to talk about how Portland lost. Uh, I like and it. So, <laughs> um, you know, this wasn't the fantasy game I thought it would be. And this wasn't the game that I thought it would be. So um, maybe I missed the Evanders picked up a knock boat. Um, I know I wasn't on last week. I was still paying attention. Uh, I guess he had groin tightness in training, which is why he wasn't starting. I know that kind of threw a, a few people um, figuring out what to do, what to do with him um, when he wasn't in the starting lineup. Uh, he then ends up coming on for Paredes who got injured and then he still got subbed out. I don't even know if he won a full 60, um, but you know, he definitely didn't contribute to me. He has not looked like what I was pitched in preseason. I know it's only three games. Sure. He is, I'm sure he'll have his breakout game when they come up here in the summer and then I can eat my hat. But um, I, you know, we've seen a lot of tens come into this league and just pop. And he hasn't done that yet. Um, and for fantasy, I think a lot of us keep trying to go to him as our replacement for the Blancos and the Valerias of years past. Um, and I know he scored a goal last week, but it, he's not creating a lot of bonus points. He's not creating goal opportunities. Um, now he's, you know, hurt. So that was something I really took from that game. Um, also, McGraw getting a goal was great. I Zach McGraw has been a player that in fantasy I've been pretty high on. To start the season, he was priced low because he wasn't supposed to start, and then they sold to Iloma. Um, Mascara was kind of a, a buzzkill. He was on my team. Um, I, he, he only got four points, but he looked so dangerous on that wing, the way that they're using him and playing him. Um, 
his point production in the previous two weeks completely makes sense to me after just watching him play. Um, he's definitely someone he's getting expensive now, but he's definitely someone that I think I'll keep an eye on um, because I see a lot of wing back production uh, from him for sure. Uh, and then, you know, Lowen and Klaus got two, you know, each got an assist, which I think is great for anyone who, who've kept them. They've been consistent over these first three weeks, which is crazy. Um, and then I think I've been the only one. I know I missed last week, but I've had Jared Stroud on my team every single week since the first week because he was going to start. He was going to be in the front three and he was cheap as shit. And now he scored his second goal. He's price risen every week. Um, I don't, you know, I, is he a fantasy player to have? Probably not. But is he been a great, you know, we, t- we talk about this in the start of every season, great cheap players that are going to price rise every week. And this guy, for me, Stroud has been that guy every week. Cheap at the start, still cheap, you know, 500,000 rise every week. Um, so that was amazing. And I really appreciated that. Um, but yeah, I just, I, you know, Lone and Klaus to me are legit um for fantasy i think that they're gonna i don't know that they'll post double digits every week but they look like two solid sevens and eights right like uh especially once you get a a game at home we'll talk about that later but um i think tyler is that do we have a language requirement do we have to is that (laughs) should i have constantly change how i talk every time now tyler's got me nervous uh i'm pretty sure i put a a warning on the podcast as you should um ever since i joined maybe when mike was here you guys could keep oh yeah for sure mike not with me not with me just take it back to guy i mean we were always watching that Uh, um (laughs) but no i've i've been really impressed with the fantasy production of of loan and klaus and i'm i'm looking forward to to how they slot in uh this week i guess i also didn't say i had an okay week i had a 79 which i wasn't thrilled with i only had one patrick i only had one player in double digits this week but i captained him so um i was able to to work it out i won all but one of my head-to-heads but my head-to-head was to our champions uh or veterans league leader sombrero fc who had a 108 not quite as good as shannon's but dang when i saw that score this morning i was very impressed um and my total value is up to 111.3 um which is is get like patrick said given me some room to work with uh this week very nice and i will say and this is the point where we have to say it i don't remember what all of our uh picks were all of our opinions were at the beginning of the season but i'm pretty sure they were all low for uh st louis and uh at this point stroud was my only one that was the only player i talked about (laughs) right i mean and and lowen's been another good price rise as well Mm -hmm. they've been doing fantastic i mean as as i know people who also listen to extra time have heard this is the kind of production you see from teams that are usually going to make it into the playoffs so uh Mm -hmm. we'll talk more about them in a player pick section but yeah uh so to the st louis fans sorry um happy that it's working and doubly happy for the fantasy options that we got out of this Blaine, take us home. What do you have? Yeah, well, I had a terrible week. I only got a 67. I mean, I was just all over the place. But it was like a 3.8 million price rise. I'm up to 110.4. So I'm not going to complain too much there. I'm having a rough start. It's been hard to figure out this year. Um, Sporting LA Galaxy, that was kind of a weird game. Uh, Galaxy, I mean, nil-nil draw, Bond put up 12 points as a goalkeeper via sporting had over 30 or had 30 shots in the game. I mean, their bonus points are there for sporting right now. They are shooting. If stuff starts going in, that could be money. 
I mean, they're kind of hold, treading water now with all the bonus points these guys are picking up. But really, the takeaway from that game is the Galaxy looked bad. They look really bad. Uh, Pooch is supposed to be that guy, and he's not doing it right now. Uh, no creativity. They're slow. Um, this feels kind of like a bunker and counter team, and I know I talked about that in preseason, but they have no real counter. Uh, I had one Galaxy fan on Twitter say they're more like playing just chaos. Go out there, mix it up, see what happens, and hope to throw the other team off. I mean, there's just there's no rhyme or reason to anything going on in the Galaxy system right now. Defensively, they don't look terrible. I know they gave up 30 shots to Sporting, but Sporting has been one of the highest shooting teams in the league under Vermes. So if they as they revert back to that, this offense is designed to just get shots. Uh, they look somewhat solid in the back, but they're really packing it in. So who knows where to go with that? But right now I'm off LA Galaxy until I see some better production there. And then the the big shocker for me for the weekend was LAFC and New England Revolution. Uh, I went into the preseason into the season thinking the Revolution were going to have one of the better defenses in the league. I didn't pick anybody up from this game because I expected the Revs to show up on defense. I mean, I expect I kind of expected an LA win because that's what happens at home, but I didn't expect a four goal route right there. And mm-hmm. I think I'm not I'm not going to make the hot take. It's not a never Vela season. But when you've got a guy like Buanga playing as well as he is, who cares about Vela anymore? Just because of the PKs on the set, that's it. You know, it's that is the hard thing. But man, he's the. We talked about this last year, right? When you were never all, constantly Arango, right? Yeah. And I think that's what you're seeing with Buanga for yeah. sure. Buanga looks like everything Arango was supposed to be and more at this point. Getting assists, getting goals. Like if you're gonna jump in, he's the guy that's hot right now. Um, and that midfield is very light. I know there was some rotation this week, and they are on some of those international games. But Sifuentes is their primary playmaker in the midfield, which is a big one to highlight. He did sub in this game, but he got an assist when he subbed in, so that's always huge to see. Kind of narrows it down with what you've got. Um, But the trends that we've got, Reed and I were talking about this briefly, we have three teams that are what three games in now and haven't scored yet. And that's Colorado, Montreal, and sporting. Uh, that's a crazy run. I think that's the first time in MLS history that it's, we were three weeks into the season and we've got three teams that have never scored. I think two teams have done it once, but that's, that's just crazy. And I don't see it turning around for Colorado until Rubio gets in there. And Montreal will probably get one sooner rather than later. I don't know when, just because they've got Kyoto there. They've got some players. But until Miljevic gets back in their midfield, I just don't know where Montreal's creativity and goal scoring is going to come from either. They're getting a few more shots, but it's just I just don't see it. They'll probably steal one somewhere, but I don't no consistency. On the other hand, Sporting's just been crazy unlucky with their shot placement. They lead the league in shots and haven't scored a goal yet. I think they lead the league in shots on target and haven't scored a goal yet. Most of which you got this last week. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then as we're looking at trends, uh, we were talking about Charlotte being bad. Charlotte's given up the most goals in the league with seven. Um, They're just not keeping it together as a team. 
Um, that's huge. And then we got a bunch of teams that are tied on five for second most goals allowed. Some of them we kind of expected, some of them we didn't. Um, Montreal and Colorado were in there, has given up five. Houston's given up five, which I know we weren't super high on them. Vancouver is a team that I expect to turn it around, but they're still at five. <laughs> Toronto, RSL, Portland, and Columbus were some of those teams that I think we valued those defenses in the past, but I think they've been a little overrated in the way those teams are playing. They've, they're giving up a ton of goals. So just keep an eye on that. The t- sorting by who's allowed the most goals on any of the, on the stats page is a great way to kind of see who's given up shots, where, some, where you can snag some bonus points. And we like looking at those crazy stats like that. On the flip side, you've got quite a few teams that are playing really well defensively. And we picked a lot of these. Nashville has yet to concede a goal this season, which is always a fun stat to see. Sporting for as far down the rankings there, I've only given up one, and this is a defense I don't think any of us trusted in preseason. Minnesota's the same way. They've only given up a single goal. Um, Not a team we were very high on defensively at all. Uh, Miami's probably the other shocker there to be at one. And then you've got Cincinnati, Seattle, and Orlando who have, had pretty consistently strong defenses for the last few seasons and they've come out of the gate hot and just keeping it going. So keep an eye on those. I love those stats early in the season as we try to figure out where it's going. I think that's one of the biggest indicators you can find for which teams to start betting on. And again, straight now, as we get more data, this is where we start going, Oh, I think this is going to happen. And we start going, I know this is how this team is playing. I think we've got enough information to really start picking some of these games a lot more confidently a uh, quick shout out to scott and chat who says that every time he picks god's dog he's done with him because he lays an egg that makes him your barrios which which Correct. that was my experience so not until he gets a red card right i mean yeah we'll we'll see with hope he won't have i don't, I don't so, wish that upon people please scott let me know every time you're gonna have yeah. god's dog in your team Can exactly we get that posted somewhere <laughs> exactly that's that's it uh, well, thanks, everyone, for those quick updates. I hope that was helpful for everyone who is looking mm-hmm. for just a, a quick little nugget into the fantasy uh, elements that we took from last round. Of course, if you want the full roundup, you can head over to Apple TV and check out the MLS roundup. For those of us who can't watch all the games, it's it's been pretty good. I've enjoyed listening to it to uh, catch up on things. But now we're going to move in to start talking about round four with our housekeeping. Welcome back. Let's talk housekeeping for round four, starting as always with our league update. Still pretty quick right now uh, in our Pro-Rel League system. Four teams tied in the Champions League at 3-0-0 with Sloppy Stakes leading by points right there. Heading over to the Veterans League, it is still Sombrero FC at the top. Actually, is, is Sombrero the only one with a perfect team or is he winning by points? Uh, let me check. I played him in head them. I think it's a him. I played him in head to head this week, and I swear to God, this guy's team was insane. He is uh, up on points by a lot, though. By a lot. There we go. Sombrero, forty four points. He's he's solidly pretty. Yeah, right there. <laughs> I don't know who that is. I don't know if they're a part of our Discord community, but they've just been crushing these first three weeks. Killing so. it. Yeah. Uh, over to the homegrown league, five teams tied at 3-0-0 with uh, White Sworn FC leading uh, on, on points right there. Uh, in the Discovery League, again, five teams tied at 3-0-0 with the Benny Ballers by points. 
And then heading over to our other leagues, Discord head-to-head, 30 teams tied at 3-0-0. You guys are crazy. Uh, the Waco Wonders are winning by points. Patreon, 14 teams tied at 2-0-0. Uh, again, with the Waco Wonders by points. And then the MLS Fantasy Insider Experts Invitational, three teams tied at a 3-0-0 record with sloppy stakes right there, winning by points as well so things are tight but they're heating up in the head-to-head which as you know is my favorite format and so so much fun moving on to the actual round four information start time is saturday march 18th at 4 p.m eastern standard time so a little bit later than last week with seattle versus lafc so a fun one for ashley indeed i'll be there You'll be there? There we go. Absolutely, I'll be there. Sorry, I'll be there. We'll all be there. Everyone's going to be there. March 18th, 4 p.m. Eastern time. Seattle versus LASC kicks everything off. No teams are in a double this week, but we do have one team, as usual, on a bye. This time it is Real Salt Lake, which is a good team for you to look for for your Aru-enabling scrub players because several 4.0 options right there you could easily work with. Again, just like before, this is also a CCL Round, we have Austin and Philly playing both teams at home on Tuesday. Uh, it's going to be interting for for Austin. I know that's that's keep an eye on that on that uh, lineup there. Their opponent may be able to field a full team. I haven't seen the, the visa travel update right there. But yes, Austin and Philly both playing at home on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, we have Orlando, Vancouver and LAFC all playing. Uh, Vancouver is the only away team of those three. So most of the MLS teams will be playing at home this round who have midweek CCL games. Keep an eye on that right there. Uh, other than that, I'm going to turn it over now to Blaine to give us updates from the mega reference. Yeah, it was a fun week this week. We've got what four red cards here with uh, Herbers and Kai Kamara, both picking them up for Chicago. Montiero got one for San Jose and then Hagland picked up one in Cincy's win. Um, injuries are starting to pile up where we're just, I'm not happy about all of these. Andre Blake growing somebody in chat said two to three weeks tonight. <laughs> um, looks like an, uh, strain. Um, so probably best case scenario there for what it was. Carlos Heel came in and came out in the same game. Um, and not he sure. was furious. Yeah. He was clearly mad at himself and the team for putting him out like he was frustrated he like smacked the water bottle away from the trainer he was yeah yeah. when i see guys even if they come in if i see guys going out past 90 that could easily just be rotation or just trying to waste time no but i mean they're down for oh who knows what it is it's yeah but and then evander came in for paredes who got injured and then came back out. He was diagnosed with a groin injury of some sort, and that was what kept, scratched him from the starting lineup. I guess they thought he was good enough to go, but apparently not. So hopefully that's not a re-aggravation in the longer one. Reed mentioned it. Abubakar came out for Colorado with an injury. Not sure what's there. Uh, Bear for Seattle. I don't know if this was on the show last week, but he's out two to four weeks with a hamstring injury. Oh, you guys, I wasn't here and no one caught that. Yeah, he's out two to four weeks with a hamstring yeah. injury. <laughs> I don't know if that came out. I don't know if that news came out after the show or during or before the show. It was before, but I forgot to send it to you guys. Yeah. Well, before for we me, may, but we may why have would talked you see about it? it? Yeah, 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 yeah. We may have talked about it. And then Mascara for Cincinnati defender, pot- potentially in the concussion protocol. Mm. I know he's a guy we all kind of like preseason. 
but he was one of the ones besides Miazga to target there, and he's in concussion protocol. So that throws in with Haglin on a red card and him out still. That could be a little bit thin on defense for Cincy this week. Mm-hmm. Say, uh, watch for any news on Hollingshead. He came out yeah, spitting up blood, saying he felt it to, in his lungs. Went straight Ooh. down the tunnel. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that one. So I haven't seen anything about that today, but it's something to, to pay attention to for sure. Yeah, just assume he's gone until you hear otherwise. Uh, thanks so much, Blaine, for that update. If you want to keep on track with uh, all of the injuries, transfers, call-ups, anything going on, head over to the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord community and check out the Mega Reference. You can easily get to it up in the top right corner, the little pin icon in the main chat, and it's it's right there. It's a community effort, so if you do see information, pass it on to, to Tyler or to Christian and just let people know so that we can get that all updated for the community because that's what we're here for all of us together having fun all right well now let's talk about the players that we are going to be targeting for the upcoming round four right after this all right welcome back we're going to talk about the players we are targeting at the beginning of the week at least for round four starting out as always with keepers and defenders Uh, we've, we've got a bunch of people here no consensus picks. So, Ashley, start us off. Who are you looking at? I think if we make two a consensus, we've got a couple, but I, I don't think we've made three just about anywhere this week. Um, I like the Guzan or Barraza to Berkey or Bond Kiparu. Um, I have been lucky slash unlucky in the sense that I've been able to scrub my starting keeper every week, but I still want those price rises. So, um I I like Guzan or Berkey. Um, Barraza and Berkey are the same. Oddly, if this is sounds a little bit insane. Guzan and Bond are the same price, and Barraza and Berkey are the same price. So for me, it doesn't change what they cost. If that makes sense, depending depending on which one I start with and which one I go to. Um, but that's what I've messed around with. I, I like both all those shutout chances. I think Berkey might be a little bit of a stretch. Um, Bond is definitely going to be due for a price rise unless he gets like negative points for the performance he put up um, against SKC with that 12. So um, just keeping an eye on that. And I, and I do like goes on um, at home against Portland. Um, I'm looking at Lennon or Gutman. I, I think we'll probably talk about Wiley for me and I'll let Patrick fill in as he would know better for me. I feel like it's point chasing. He's going to get a price rise for what the production was and how close GG is to to playing more. Um, picking him up makes me nervous. Like I said, hopefully maybe Patrick can have have more of an insight on that as as the Atlanta guy. Um, but I thought about him just for finances at first, and then thought, no, I'll, you know, I'll I'll pick up one of the the heavier hitters for the actual defense. Um, and you guys know I'm a sucker for a defensive listed player playing out of position. That's like my bread and butter. I pick them up all the time, <laughs> anytime they exist. Um, but I'm I'm a little hesitant about it. Um, after the week he just had, I do like Alex Rogan this week. Um, he didn't post very well against Cincy. Um, LAFC at home has always been something Seattle can hang with, although they don't necessarily dominate by any means. Um, I'm not really looking for the shutout, but I am looking for the production off the wings from him. Uh, so it's a bit of a homer pick. He'll definitely start on my bench, but that's something I'm looking at. And then I like NYCFC defense kind of going back and forth, um, between Tiago Martins and Chanel. Um, and I also do like Nashville. Um, 
I know a lot of people quadrupled up on them or whatever, whatever it was. Um, but New England offense looked a little awful to me. Um, and I know Nashville's on the road and I try to avoid road defenses. Um, but I think Nashville and, and Philly could be ones you pay attention to. I'm not going to go as hot as Blaine's about to go, but um, I think both those road defenses are, are ones that it could be okay pickups this week. Blaine, how hot are you? Yeah. Um, pretty hot. Um, I'm even with the Blake injury news. I'm really thinking about doing the Philly triple here. Mm. I have no faith in Montreal right now. I know I pitched him that they're going to score sooner rather than later, but I really like this defense. I mean, these four are solid. Jose Martinez right in front of them anchors that. I just, I like the way this team's constructed. I hate the way Montreal is playing. I just, I don't see a lot of quality shots here. So I'm actually leaning towards my three defenders being Imbizo and Wagner with Elliott there just to anchor it because it works. What if they um, rotate because of CCL though? Well, there are, I mean, everybody kicks off at the same time this week. You can always yeah. adjust sure. from there too. And I like it. I just, I think it's a week you can do it. I was team triple Nashville last week. It paid off when I switched to Mukhtar because he got the same points as whatever defender I have for Esmeyer, who I took out. But the replacement defender did just as well, and I would not have had that. My midfielder that I took out did worse than Mukhtar. So it all worked out for me last week, even though I switched it off. But I said triple Nashville last week against Montreal. It paid off. It would have worked had I stuck with it. Works for a lot of people, yeah. Yeah. I think you could do it again here, and I don't think it's that hot of a take. And it's an early game. You can always throw them on a couple of them on the bench and roll with it and go to something else on the back end if you want to. Yeah, but they're pricey. They're expensive as shit, and they're on the road, and they have CCL. And this was their first shutout this week. Yeah. And if you don't, if you're worried about pricey and buy those only a six, I think that's a great price point to put on the bench and take the backup keeper. Like if you want to triple up, you can take the backup keeper here because I think that Elliot spot that I'm looking at, he is not going to get the offensive bonus points. So you're really kind of clean sheet hunting without a ton of bonus point potential anyway, because of the way Montreal is playing. To be fair, I'm not at you for the Philly call. I'm at you for the word triple. That's all. Oh, that's my only disagreement is the triple up. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And here's this is my take on it. Actually, you you summed it up pretty well. And I'm just going to put the bow on it. Last week with CCL, we saw Philly rotate when they traveled. So they've rolled out a team already from their depth that they could easily roll out again for this MLS round traveling to Montreal. That's gotten a little bit of experience ready to go. So they could roll out their A team for the game at home for their fans with the CCL Mm -hmm. to potentially Mm -hmm. punch their ticket to the next round, travel to Montreal and let this B team come out. Who's already gotten a little bit of time underneath themselves and go through right there. I think that's risky because of what's going on. Uh, and that if you're going to roll with three of those guys on your bench, that that is potentially you could do two defenders and one goalkeeper if you want to do it that way to save yourself a little bit of potential money, but that is still pretty pricey. I agree with what's said in chat and what you were probably alluding to, Ashley, that if you save a spot for for Wagner, then yeah, 
I can I can definitely see that. But three up, I just I just don't know. That's that is hot, and I look forward to seeing how it turns out next year. I'm not like I'm not saying you're wrong or that's not not going to work, but I look forward to uh, just seeing what it ends up being. Hindsight, we talk. Yeah, about we'll before. definitely touch on it next week. And then for goalkeepers, I'm kind of torn. Um, this may not like it's easy to throw a keeper out there with one of those guys in the later games. Um, not really sold on any of them. I think any of those last teams could score on the others. So it's really hard to pick and see a full game for me this week. Um, Guzan was my first one that I threw in there. The other guy I'm looking at is pause for Dallas. And it may be see 60 minutes of Guzan's game, see where they're at. And if they've, if they've conceded at that point, go ahead and make the switch. May see what Portland rolls out in the lineup. But Dallas has been a notoriously hard place for Sporting to go in and get a win and even get goals at times. If Sporting's going to shoot like they have and Dallas's defense is as good as I think they can be, I could see this one being a potential heavy bonus point game for a good keeper on a solid clean sheet chance when I don't see a ton of great options all around. I just I see a lot of teams conceding. I could see goals in pretty much every match this week. So I like pause for the bonus points on that one. I think I've got to throw them out there as a potential name, especially if you just want to go single and spend money elsewhere, which I think there is money to be spent elsewhere with my really expensive Philly defense. Yes. Very, very expensive Philly defense. And Patrick. Uh, let's see. I, I can't go with the Guzon pick like y'all two have for one. I need two defender spots for Atlanta. <laughs> for two, this is for you, black and red. We've all seen the Guzon gifts. All right. I love the guy. But he messes up a lot. And I just, I can't waste a spot on something Guzon happening in that game. Sure. So what I'm looking at right now is Barraza to Bond. I know yeah, that DC team like can score, but it's NYCFC at Yankee Stadium. And plus, I'm still trying to get a little budget added. So Barraza is going to get a price rise this week. So that's what I'm looking there. And as far as my defenders, uh, I've got Lennon down. For me, Lennon and Gutman are just interchangeable at any time. Lennon has been on it this week. I think I saw a stat earlier. He is leading in crosses, I think, in MLS so far this season. And his uh, finishing passes, he's up there ranked high for that too. And it seems like the way this team is this year, Goatman is just not getting as many chances as he did with Wiley in front of him on that uh, left side. So my other pick, call me a point chaser. You'd is, know better than me. I'll t- I'll chase those points if you're chasing those points. Caleb Wiley. <laughs> I hated it this last week because I'm just like you, Ashley. If the yeah. defender's playing that forward, I want them. Mm-hmm. And he's even playing more forward than Lennon and Gutman are. So I have to go there for not just point chasing, but for the price rise. And he did look dangerous. And if they can keep exploiting that space – He's making it hard for Pineda to pull the pull the cord and put Etienne in there starting right now. Uh, I was thinking about Tiago Martins from NYC as well, but 
it's between him and probably Kai Wagner for my third spot because with the schedule this week, I'm going three defenders and two defensive scrubs for the Otteroo. There's just not enough time to really sit there and pick and choose for actually making subs. So I'm going to let the system work for me this week. So that is where I sit currently. Yeah, I, I think the only person that maybe hated some of the Wiley results more was probably Spencer, right, Ashley? Yeah, I don't know if you guys know this, but Spencer loves a defender playing as a striker more than anyone in the whole world. Um, and I used the exact phrase um, as he said, I'm picking up Caleb Wiley. He's starting. He's listed as a defender. He's a striker. And I said, he's been that the past two games. And he's been subbed out before the 60th minute. You're a fucking idiot if you do that. <laughs> and he's so he dropped didn't him. even need 45 minutes. And so he dropped him. <laughs> and now we're divorced. So it's fine. <laughs> it's amicable. We'll split everything evenly. Splitting the tickets, uh, figuring out the Apple TV. It's all yeah. good. Uh, Apple I think TV's you... mine. Oh, okay. There we oh. go. There we go. <laughs> I think you guys covered most. The only names I'm going to throw out there potentially is I'm going to give a maybe a little quick shout out to uh, Barial. I know I've seen some people who have put Miazga mm. in there looking at Chicago. I'm going to give a quick shout out to Barial because if you look at who, which players got the, the red cards for Chicago, it was on the right side of the field. Barial plays on the left. A lot of what Cincinnati does goes through the left. So if they have some substitutes or some weaker players on that side, I just like the chances and the looks that Barial could get compared to what Miazga uh, may do. Uh, but but I think you could go either way with that. There are some defensive sub options in there. I'm not hugely big on players like Powell, but I mean, th there are some options Cincinnati can throw back there. But I think Barial could be a shout um, as another option, maybe Yarborough at, at goalkeeper there. Colorado, they've... Uh, they've got Price back, which is a, a big help. Minnesota, not fantastic with the production. Kind of a messy goal that they had from a lot of ping-ponging around in the snow last week. So uh, potentially 0-0 there, Colorado, Minnesota. But definitely a keeperoo there if you're going to go with, with something uh, something in that vein. Other than that, like I said, I, I think most of uh, the main players – that have been caught. I know I saw I saw Parker mentioned in the chat. I just don't like St. Louis for for clean sheets against yeah. San Jose. Uh, they you guys have always given up uh, at least at least a goal. I think San Jose's got some great offensive ability that they are more than capable of of scoring a goal. So you've got that there. Uh, did we mention um, Max Maxo for Colorado? Did you guys call him out? What's that sort of no. buddy? That's right. Sawyer's buddy potentially buddy. could be a go-to with Abu Bakar. I think he's already starting anyway, but uh, that's what Burgundy Wave tweeted at me, CC'd me on Twitter today, was that would be their, their go-to pick. So if you're looking for, if you want to double up, he's 6.4. So we'll see. Uh, I, that game against Minnesota could be could be pretty good. But uh, a few options right there. Uh, Tyler wants to shout out Ray Gaddis. Uh, oh, I did Cincinnati. that too. Boo. <laughs> Uh, 0.5 price rise. He he started in the last game, so he could potentially be in there. But yeah. there again, like I said, there are some defensive options for Cincinnati to rotate in, um, and they've they've all been rotating in during the season. So it's not like they're going to be some fresh legs coming in. But yeah, it definitely does hurt back there. But yeah, again, I think you guys covered 
a lot of the the good options. So let's move on to midfielders. Uh, we do have a consensus pick right here, Almada. Everybody mm-hmm. likes Almada. Blaine, who else do you like? Yeah, I've got a first for the show. I think um, we've talked about him briefly, but never as a potential player pick. Uh, Hector Herrera for Houston <laughs> is finally worth owning. Um, he's got a 9.5 average, um, finally getting involved in a lot more of their game. And they're home to Austin this week. And Austin is one of those teams that I kind of knocked last week a little bit. I'm not sold on Austin. I I mean, Fagundes didn't start this last one. It's They're struggling to find goals. Driussi is probably going to break up the clean sheet here for Houston. But who cares? I think you can get through this one. Cascante being out has really kind of hurt the defensive structure on this team. Uh, I like Vasanen for Austin, but he's not able to do it alone or whoever they're partnering him with. I just I think this the Austin team is leaking goals, and Herrera's been the benefactor for all of the offensive bonus points coming from Houston. So I really like throwing him in there this week and see what happens. He's only 8.5 with a good average. His value is going to go up. So if you're playing that game, you get a cheaper playmaker that's going to have a price rise for you. So that's huge just to know you're getting that. Uh, One guy I like this week for the matchup, but he's kind of hit or miss on the value game is Santi Rodriguez now that he's back and starting. I think Santi Rodriguez is your new Jesse Zardes. I just need to say it. <laughs> I had him I, in draft last year. I know. I you love him early him all the time. Paid off. Yeah. No. Um, I kind of said it in preseason. New York City was a solid team missing a primary playmaker. Mm-hmm. Santi comes in, knowing that system, comes back to the team. I think that's kind of the missing piece to get this engine running again. And I like this team. And if Santi's there, he put up big scores for us. I like the home to DC here. I think this is at Yankee Stadium, which is always a good game for them. So that that's just an easy one to take. And in that same line of thinking, I like Sands at 7.8. My money was a little tight when I was making this. So I was like, okay, let's find some cheaper guys with good averages. And Sands popped up to kind of towards the top of the list. Um, solid average. I think DC, the way DC plays, he's going to keep picking up bonus points. And then really random one. I like the way it went last time. I was scrounging for a last-minute pick here within my budget. Uh, Kubas for Vancouver. Not playing really well, but the way LA just played their last game, even though this is a road game for Vancouver. And they I, have CCL. Yeah, they do. They're not rotating as heavily, though. They're rotating more on defense. They're they're attacking players. They're guys. I just think this is a game where he could really break out at that price point. Um, And, yeah, I just don't like the way the Galaxy are playing at all. So I'm kind of going to bet against them a little bit here. And this was kind of a budget crunch pick. This is a sub-7 million price point. I was struggling for money with where I've spent it at other places. So my defense may get retooled here, but yeah, it's, I think, I think it's fun to have some of these other options. So I, 
and I like looking at some of these cheaper guys, and QS is definitely one of those. Yeah, here's the conversation for part two of what you said at the beginning of the season, Blaine, with building your budget, and now you're the one like rolling in dough, and you're like, oh, I was struggling with money, and I'm like, yeah, I built mine under budget, pretty happy with it, had 0.3 left in the bank, so it's about how we're spending the money, and when you have too much money, do you have that false sense of, I gotta spend it for the big players, so yeah, interesting, interesting, not for tonight, for later. No. <laughs> Uh, let's move on to uh, Patrick. Who do you have? Uh, just to follow up on something Blaine was just saying, uh, with Vancouver's rotation, they could full well rotate for CCL with the lead they have going in and oh, go full strength for MLS. You yeah. know, So they may not rotate at all for the actual MLS game week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm scarily similar to Blaine here. I've got Santee Rod, too. It's kind of like last year. You find that dangerous player for them when they're at Yankee Stadium, and that's Santi. Yep. That, that's who it is. And I've also got Hector Herrera because, hey, why not? Never done Hector Herrera before. <laughs> I like that average in that matchup because yeah. Austin, they will rotate between MLS and CCL, mm-hmm. and they are just not looking good this year at all. Um, and I've got Lowen for St. Louis for his price point, 8 million with an average of 9.3 right now, that price to average ratio is just hard to not take. And then my last one I had uh, was Facundo Torres for Orlando. He has been seeing a lot of diminished minutes, but they also were rotating, keeping people fresh with CCL. And I asked George in the discord, earlier today and he said he could actually see him going double 90s this week possibly because he was rested this past week so he is um kind of provincially in my lineup we'll see how that goes and I, he's an easy swap out if he's not starting for orlando yeah that's that bet against charlotte right there 100 percent, ashley yeah, I'm going to say a name I'm surprised nobody else said, and that's Hani Mukhtar, who went a full game for Nashville and only got eight points but looked like Hani Mukhtar. Um, I understand it's on the road, but I didn't like how New England looked. Um, I thought the the lineup that they put out with heel not starting was not very good through the middle, sure. um, which is something that Hani does a good job against. Um I thought the defense looked shaky. I think the world of their keeper, I think Petrovic is fantastic. Um, But I I still like him working, you know, his way back to his peakness. Watching him makes me want to pick him up against a team that I just watched get thrashed uh, on the road. Almada was the first person in my team. Obviously, absolutely fantastic week. Contributed to every goal, Patrick. Every Atlanta goal so far this season he's contributed to. Um, that's like an undeniable stat for me for a team that's about to go home and play a kind of beat up Portland. Um, Lowen again, Lona or Stroud. I think you bench Stroud for the price price uh, and see if he hits, but Lowen's one, one I'd start. Um, I'm, I'm considering a bench play of, of Nico Ladero or draw Apollo. Um, call me Homer, call me cocky. It's the first game. It's something I can put on my bench, see how it works. If it doesn't work great. Um, and then I'm currently sitting with Brugman for LA Galaxy as my other midfielder. I love Ricky Puig. I agree with Blaine that he has not shown up at all this season. 
Uh, Bruglin has almost double the points that Puig does. He's creating a ton of bonus points. He had five bonus points in the game against Sporting over the weekend. He's only 7.7 million. Um, I'm not hot on Vancouver. I'm not hot on LA, uh, but I'm not hot on Vancouver with the CCL and just how they look, especially away from home. Um, so that's that's what I'm looking at uh, is is either Brugman or an FCD uh, MIDI yet to actually pick, but that's kind of where my if I had a sixth midfielder where where I would go. So they might work their way into my lineup too. Yeah, I think you guys called out a lot of the names that uh, we'll see maybe being chalky. It's funny to have names like maybe Rodriguez be chalky with under one percent ownership. So this may be like a top hundred chalky scenario or maybe a discord chalky scenario. Uh, but I do think players like Herrera do break the mold there from what, what you may see a few other names. I'll shout out some I've seen in chat. Others. I just sort of had on my list to, to mention just in case uh, Valesco from Dallas was mentioned. I don't know about, about that. Uh, Valesco Palmer call, maybe about the same price. You could swap either or, um, but with, with that game against 40 Kansas city with their luck, potentially could go so i think you that's someone you could consider more of a differential option for sure uh espinoza one that i was big on last week uh going up against uh st louis who has allowed uh, some great attacking options with san jose so i think espinoza is another name that you could carry over from last week could easily find a spot into your team we mentioned him earlier on as as a barrios option but gazdog if he starts i could see that potentially uh, working out for Philadelphia because we have not been high on Montreal. So depending on who Philly starts, if God's dogs there may be tempting for some people and uh, wrapping it up with two names, Acosta and Shakiri. just depending on what goes on in that game. I don't know if Cincinnati is feeling a little pressure on defense. I could see Acosta hanging back more to try to help and not being as for hurting the attack. Um, but Shakiri is going to be one of the main focal points for Chicago. And if the defense is weaker, which it will be, it'll be weaker. And it's still a, a building element for Cincinnati. Uh, he's going to be a main focal that could exploit that right there. So maybe lower on the list. I feel like there may be some better matchups than Cincinnati Chicago, but I don't know. That's, that could be my homer coming out when looking at some of those options right there. You uh, got any input on Tommy Blaine, black and red brought him up in the chat. He's picking up a few more bonus points, but I've been slow on him until the goals and assists start flowing. He's He looks really good on screen, and he picked up the bonus points this week against L.A., but against some of the better defenses he's faced, he's putting up threes and fours. He's just He looks really flashy. He looks really good. You think you watch him on TV, and he's super involved, and then you go look at his fantasy score, and it doesn't match up with what you just saw. So I think he consistently underperforms in fantasy for what you see on screen. And people think he should be doing better than he is purely fantasy wise. I love the guy. He's an engine on the field. He is great. It's just not producing in fantasy. All right. Well, let's move over to players who are producing at the forward slot in fantasy. Uh, again, no consensus. Patrick, who are you looking at? Uh, if you're going to have Santi in your team, you got to have Klaus in your team because you got to play Santi Klaus, right? Oh, oh you oh, have to do but it. But bump. <laughs> so, yeah, I am. I'm rolling with the hot hand of St. Louis. I don't know how long their role is going to keep on, but I'm going to keep rolling with them. 
Um, I've got Bawanga once again. Yeah. You got the hot, hot hands. hand. I don't know how that game will go, but it's easy to have him on my bench in that first game and just see. Then uh, third, I don't like it, but he's the last game of the week, so I've got Yveljic in here, and I'm hoping that he becomes a scrub when all three of my bench hit, and I don't even have to use him. That's really all he's there for as a placeholder. If I need him, he's always a dangerous option in that attack if the galaxy can figure something out but if it's gonna probably happen it's gonna be through javelgic right ashley yeah i uh look pretty similar to patrick here i like klaus um i think he's a is a good shot this week he's just consistent it's nothing crazy right but it's consistent enough where he's at um to to want to have him at home against San Jose. Uh I also hope Yvelchich turns into a scrub for me, but that's where he is right now. Um with Jordan Morris on my bench. Posted a two away from home. I liked his movement. I liked how he looked. He couldn't get in on goal. He had a couple opportunities. Um again, I'm not usually this homer. I I just have some some feelings uh this week. Uh I think LAFC looked fantastic. Um but I I can't pick up Bawanga this this week. I I had him last week, but I I can't do it this week. I like Jordan Morris, um. So yeah, I I think this is a a good point. I don't know if I was just checked out on Discord, but I'd like to at least throw the Kerr concept out there that I seem to be the only one who skipped on. I don't know, Patrick. Did you pick him up last week? Uh-oh. Yeah. So there's a four four point five striker. For my, uh, Toronto, who is hosting Miami this weekend, um, he scored and did nothing more. But uh, he was a 4.0 striker last week. A lot of people threw him on their bench, um, and he, you know, brought home at least those points. Uh, that's not something I'm considering because I have the money to to mostly do what I'd like to do at, at this point. I mean, there's some downgrades I'm making, but um, I think Bernadesh is a name that people are gonna look at but he's so fucking expensive he's what 10 3 mm-hmm. how much does he so much money that's not money i want to spend right now we're not at the point where we can just buy whoever we want and not think about it um that's uh, too much money what is it 10.1 for burn yeah i'm not i can't um, you're gonna feel the burn if you you're gonna feel him. the burn it's too yeah. much so oh. i think uh if he starts again kerr is a name i wish we knew i don't know if you guys said it last week and i missed it but um that's a a cheap bench striker who might start and who scored last week kind of the the caleb wiley of it all so um i just want to throw that one out there for anyone who who needs the money uh to put you know have a bench play with that and see here you guys are talking about where all my money's going i've got bernadeski on my team you're insane that's why you're budget picking in your midfield blaine well and my (laughs) defense and my yeah I've got a ton of money on my defense too. But no, I like I like this matchup. I like them at home. Um with Insigne out, he has been the focal point. I mean, he didn't score last week. I didn't have him last week. I don't even know who they played last week. Like I wasn't on Toronto for that one. Yeah. But this is the game I think they could score. Like Columbus, but and he yeah. didn't score, but they played Columbus. Yeah. So he's diving I mean, down in price even though he's so expensive. Other, other people are talking about him. He's 
I'm not the only one on this train. I just like it. I think this is one of the better offensive matchups you've got for the round. Um, it's kind of all over the place. I don't see any like solid, oh, I got to have a guy from this team other than maybe Toronto. I just, I don't trust Miami. I think they were a little overinflated. Um, I will throw St. Louis in that. I think they've played no real strong defense yet this year. I think San Jose is going to be the first competent defense they have played. Yes, I'm throwing Portland under the bus on that one. I do not think Portland has been a great defensive team this year. Um, so I just I don't see proven scores playing against really bad defenses. If I had to pick probably the second or third best matchup, I like Cincinnati on the road versus Chicago as an offensive matchup. I just don't know how to predict those Cincinnati forwards. Yeah. Like I just I'm not seeing good offensive production here. My next best game that I have, because I don't like Portland, I'm looking at Araujo for or Arujo, however you pronounce it. I know there's two different Is it Arujo, Patrick? Uh Arujo. Arujo. Yeah. You. For Atlanta. I like I like the way he plays. I like the way the formation runs. I think going into Portland or attacking into that Portland defense, he's going to get a lot of opportunity. I don't care if Gigi starts or not. I think if you if Gigi starts, that's going to open up more space for him. But he's looked good. He's you got to pick his matchups. He's not an every week bonus point type of guy, but when you get the right matchups, I think he can do really well. So he's a good early game bench play for me and see what happens because I think that's one of the defenses you can really pick against right now, more so than any of the other ones, because we look at these games. I'm not taking Cara against Charlotte. I never liked the Orlando forwards. They never hit for me. I struggle to find forwards that I like. So I'm going to spend the money on Bernadeschi and go with a guy like Aruju because I can trust them to do fairly well against the defenses they're going against, and I don't trust anybody else at all this year. Very fair. Uh, I think you guys pretty much nailed the the main picks that we're looking at. Uh, same thing. I mean, you can maybe throw Bobasi in there just because we've talked about uh, the options with, with San Jose, but I think you guys have I picked the majority of who are going to be your, your main go-to forward options. Look forward to hearing more. Tweet those to us on Twitter and see, but let's wrap things up with our captain picks. Um, Should we just say it on three? Yeah, yeah there's a consensus <laughs> here. So whatever, whoever wants to, to kick this one off, I mean, I feel like it needs to be Patrick. Yeah. Patrick, who we got? The only active MLS player to win the World Cup, Tiago Ezekiel. Almada. Mm -hmm, that's correct. <laughs> Stats don't lie with this one this week, right? I mean, it, I mean, it was it was easy for me. When we only have one consensus player in the entire rot in the entire lineup, <laughs> I mean, yeah. he's got to be your captain. I think you could make a case for a couple others, but I think that case is is less than Almada, right? I mean. When everything flows through him, he's had a part in every single scoring mm -hmm. every single this goal. season. Yeah. And it's against that Portland defense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Black and Red says that Atlanta's gonna fell us off. It's gonna be like like team wide food poisoning or something. And like this week they're mm -hmm. out and they can't can't come in. That's what's hey, that's what's gonna the happen. The good thing there though is we if all a lot of absolutely sucks, everybody's gonna have him captain. 
Sure. There was some good parody in Captain Choices this past round, I felt, but this round, I think, I think you could, like I said, I think you could go a different way, but I think Almada is the clear chalk for a reason. It's already come up in the Discord, but uh, I'll remember what happened last year when we would uh, be big on Atlanta and put three Atlanta players in our teams. Yeah, they, they would be out. horrible. Mm-hmm. I don't have three Atlanta players, but I feel okay. <laughs> I, I feel good anyway. It's a new year. Yeah. And yes. whether he starts or not, when Yorgos Yakamakis comes on there, we're going to open it up. There we go. You just like saying it. This is yeah. what you like right there. Yorgos Yakamakis. Yakamakis. All right. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for providing us with your tips and initial player targets. Of course, this is Monday, so things will change as we go on and get more updates. And as we tinker, as we all do, uh, let's wrap up everything, as always, with our plugs. Patrick. Oh, let's see. Let's go with the great Patreon supporters of the MLS Fantasy Boss Network. Of course. I have been now for three or four years. I can't even count now, but. Are you an OG? It's, I don't know. You're you've been there. I started 2019 uh, in fantasy, so this will be year four. Yeah, I think we might. I think we might start in 18. I'll have to go back through the stickers and find things out. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, no, I'm pretty it much. Is, I, it's worth it. I'm pretty much giving uh, until the end of this month to see with with people getting into the tiers that they want, and then I'm gonna take the the snapshot of not snapshot. I'm gonna run a report. And get the Excel file for where everybody is for getting the swag ordered for this year, so I can start sending out some stuff. As you all like I said, stickers, magnets, cool things, all that jazz. Blaine, nothing for me this week. Ashley, I also have nothing. I tried to think while Patrick was talking, while still listening, and I came up with nothing. That's gonna have that effect on people. <laughs> That's fair. Still listening, I said. We'll go with. Uh, the usual things for me, then MLSFantasyBoss.com. You can check out uh, Ranch's great differential articles. So we'll have the podcast posted there. We have the Discord player poll. I encourage everyone to just go in there and share your thoughts. And that's our own little version of, of the player rankings that, that we put out each week uh, closer to the end. Uh, I might do that a little bit earlier this week because I will be out for this weekend on celebrating the honeymoon with Mrs. MLS Fantasy Boss, which we had our five-year anniversary uh, I guess I said celebrate. Thank you, thank you. Five years last week, and so we're celebrating this weekend. So um, nice. I'll be a little MIA. So I'll try to get some things out earlier as well as I can. But uh, yeah, check all that stuff out. The Discord community, mlsfantasyboss.com/slash/discord. The easiest way to get the link. It's free. It's fun. There's a lot of amazing players. You can throw up your your teams, get feedback. It's a great community that we've been so lucky to be able to continue to cultivate as the seasons have gone on so um yeah i just uh appreciate everyone who is a part of that community and keeps it going on you guys are you guys are fantastic so that's all that i have and for this week i will say as always good luck mm-hmm.